Beyond Radley. Business, careers, and more. Virtual talks by experts from our community. Good afternoon and a very warm welcome to Radley students and parents of any of our school partners who've joined us today on Zoom. My name is Caroline Monaghan and I'm responsible for our new Beyond Radley Career Speaker Programme, a series of talks designed to give you a live insight into the world of work. This is the second of our talks this week, with the first one being about the career pathway into law. So for those who are interested in watching it, we've recorded it and we put that on Radley video. Over the coming weeks, we plan to bring you a variety of speakers from the Radley Network to help you understand the types of careers available to you and what you need to do to get into them. So if there are any specific careers that you want to hear about, please do email me. We'll also bring in speaker excerpts who will talk to you about broader concepts like transferable business skills that you'll need to develop to help you move between jobs and careers in the future. We aim to run three Beyond Radley Careers talks a week for the next few weeks, and then it's likely the programme will continue longer term as part of our careers offering. I'm shortly going to hand you over to our guest speaker, Tom Cornell, but before we begin, just a few housekeeping items. Please keep your microphones on mute throughout the event. If you wish to ask a question during the talk, then please type it into the chat function and I will direct it to Tom. There'll also be a Q&A session at the end, which we conducted via the chat function. Um, because there's a, um, about 17, 18 in the room, we might well open that out to live questions if anyone's interested in talking directly to Tom, that's fine. Finally, I need to let you know that this event will be recorded so we can share this with those who are unable to attend today. Now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Old Radley and Tom Cornell. Tom left Radley in 2002 and went on to Newcastle University. He didn't really know what he wanted to do after university, but managed to talk himself into a job in JCB India, which then took him all over the world in a variety of roles. He will tell you about the wealth of opportunities there are working for a global band and what skills he thinks you need to develop to succeed in a large company today. So, Tom, thank you. Over to you. Thanks, Caroline, very much indeed. And um, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, I understand you've just come out of a lesson, so um, I'll, I'll try and make it as, as interesting and as motivating as possible. Um, I've decided not to prepare a load of slides because I thought I'd send you all to sleep. So I'm just going to I'm just going to talk. And um, I would really encourage anyone who has got a comment um, who maybe vehemently agrees or even better disagrees with 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 what I'm saying. Um, speak up and if we can make it a bit more interactive then I think it becomes all the more interesting for for everyone involved um, but it's really nice to be here and I think firstly thanks to Caroline for asking me to do this um, my motive really for saying yes uh, was was nothing to do with the success or failure of my career to date but was really down to the fact that I remember very vividly um, going to university and, and getting through university and really feeling very, very lost in terms of what I was going to do and how I was going to find out what I wanted to do. Particularly as a lot of my friends uh, at university and, and, and at other universities seemed to all very frustratingly know exactly what it was they wanted to do um, and therefore I think I've decided today to talk and, and sort of pitch uh, today's discussion more for the people who have got less idea of what they want to do 
than for those fortunate people that know exactly what they want to do. Um, so let me let me get underway with my first my first couple of points, and I'm I I think I'll start by just explaining a little bit about what I've done, and and then sort of talk around it, and hopefully that will give it all a bit of a bit of context. So I, I was at Radley. I was in C-Social. Um, I left, Caroline, actually, I'm a bit older than you think. I left in the sort of mid-80s, I think. Um, and um, uh, I was in C-Social and I took a year out, which was fantastic. Uh, best thing I've ever done, I think. One of the best things I've ever done. And then I went to uh, Newcastle University, where I had three very, very good years. And when I got to the end of that, um, I was really stuck. Uh, I really didn't know didn't know what to do, and I didn't really go. I didn't really know how to go about finding out. So I started trying to network, which is an expression that a lot of people talk about, and I didn't really understand what that really meant. I thought it meant ringing people you know or ringing people that your parents know and asking them how you can get a job. Um, and there's a bit of that, I suppose, but but really. I learned the hard way in, 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 in how to network and how to get to know people in certain industries. And I ended up doing a whole load of different jobs. Um, I followed a lot of my friends into the city uh, and realized after three weeks at Lazard's that A, I was hopeless at it and B, uh, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, so I left that and I went to work for a film production company making a program for Channel 4 called The Week in Politics, and I really enjoyed it. I wasn't particularly good at it, and there was absolutely uh, no money in it whatsoever. Uh, so I gave that up. And um, eventually, I met someone who really helped me. And I'm going to come back to this point a bit later on. Um, but he he managed to get out of me really what my, what my passions were in life and, and what I really enjoyed. And I think it's a really easy thing to say and, and a really important thing for everyone to do, you know, at, at a young stage of life is try and figure out what it is you really enjoy. Because generally speaking, what you enjoy, you're good at. And what you're good at is what you enjoy. So the two are kind of connected. And I realized that be, be, largely because my father was a soldier and we lived all, all around the world all our lives, I realized that one of my greatest passions was India. I'd lived in India for five years, or my parents had lived in India for five years while I was at prep school. And we used to go out there, my brothers and I used to go out there every holiday. And, and I absolutely, I absolutely adored it. And someone said to me, you know, you ought to work for a company that can send you to India, if that's what you love, then find a company that operates in India and, and go for it. And that was the spark. That's all it took. I, I, I researched uh, quite hard and I found a company called JCB who made uh, diggers and tractors and um, I got in touch with them and um, I was asked to go for an interview and it was very similar to my highway code questions. I got every single answer wrong in the interview, every single one. I remember the first question was, tell me the difference between a diesel engine and a petrol engine and I, I didn't have a clue. So. At the end of the interview, when he'd asked me 12 questions, this guy said, you know, very nice of you to come, but I'm not quite sure why you're here and 
why you want to join JCB? And I said, well, really, it's because I want to go to India. I love India. And I know you've got a business in India. Um, and, and he said, I'd like you to start on Monday. So I was in. And I think the point of telling you that is that what I learned from that is that you've, you know, when you're starting out and you don't know what you want to do, you've really got to take every opportunity. You've got to jump at every opportunity. And if someone says, someone's good enough to give you some advice or give you some help or give you some direction, uh, then I would say you'd be churlish and foolish to, to ignore it. So sort of point number one, I guess, is, 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 is if you're struggling to think of what your career is going to be, then, then, you know, use your, your, your ears more than your mouth and, and, and listen hard to what other people have got and take advice if you're given it, because it's often incredibly valuable. So I joined JCB uh, and I worked in Staffordshire for four years. I started on the production line. Uh, I went into the parts department. I went into the sales department. They taught me how to take a machine to pieces and put it back together again. And for a number of years, I taught people how to fix them. And then my dream ticket came up and I was told to pack my bags and, and off I went to India for, for two and a half very happy years. Um, I, I then went to uh, uh, Brazil, where we had a, a sort of uh, business in its uh, infancy, and, and I got that set up and, and, and really built that business for three years, which was amazing, absolutely fantastic experience. And, and if anyone's got a chance to go to Latin America or Brazil, particularly, I jump in it, jump in it straight away. Um, I then went to China for three years. To do a similar thing, um, JCB invested 25 million in a new factory in in Shanghai, and we got that business uh, uh, set up. Um, and then I came back to the UK and actually left JCB for five or six years to set up a an online platform, um, uh, basically the eBay for diggers and tractors, a company called Iron Planet that we're looking to set up across EMEA. So I, I did that for a bit. And then um, I actually went back to JCB in 2013 and ran their business in Southeast Asia, based in Singapore for five and a half years, and then came back to the UK and have been running for the last couple of years, a, a business across Russia and CIS. So I tell you all of that just to give you a bit of a flavor of where I've been and what I've done. And, 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 and I think that leads me into a sort of a few points that I'd like to make that I hope uh, I hope will will help you um, think a bit harder about what it is you want to do and maybe what you need to do to prepare yourself when the time comes of, of getting yourself into into the job market for the first time. So I think that the, the next bit I, I wanted to talk about was some of the things that have changed since I was looking for my first job um, to to today. And I think a lot's changed. And, and obviously, in, in, the, in, in the last year during the pandemic, things are changing um, far quicker than I think they've ever changed before. So I think a couple of things that have changed dramatically, which in theory should make it easier um, to, to, to network, a point I was making earlier, the importance of networking and building yourself a network, is really the use of the use of two things, the use of technology in two main ways. Number one is the ability to network, you know, on online, particularly through 
LinkedIn, which I always think of as the sort of professional Facebook or the professional Instagram or you know whatever it is you use. LinkedIn's the sort of professional version of that, and I think is a an incredibly excuse me incredibly effective tool at building uh, a, a network. You know, not just in the UK um, but globally, and I think it's really worth you learning how to use that. And, and, and that really brings me on to the second point, which is, you know, the other thing that's changed dramatically is your ability or our ability, I should say, today to be able to learn online really about any topic, you know, that you want to learn about. So one of the hardest things, I think, when you're setting off on your, on your path uh, to, to find your career is, you know, it's very, very easy to turn graduates away because they don't have experience. And you find yourself, or I found myself in this in this sort of ever, uh, you know, spiraling situation where you come across an opportunity and you go for it hammer and tongs and you don't get it because you haven't got the experience. And it becomes very frustrating. And I ended up saying to myself, you know, how the hell do I get the experience if I can't get the job? And then I can't get the experience and I'm not going to get the job because I haven't got the experience. So, you know, in today's world, there is a, a really unbelievable uh, 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 ability to learn, not necessarily get experience, but to learn an awful lot um, by, by, by using the Internet and, and, and building a network and, and talking to people, you know, in all countries around the world about whatever it is that you're interested in. And I really encourage you to start that process as early as you can, because there are no barriers to entry. You know, you don't have to make the telephone call and introduce yourself on the telephone and ask for a meeting and get on the train and go to London and meet someone in a suit and a tie and present yourself and then ask a load of questions that you probably think are really ridiculous and really simple which is sometimes really embarrassing and difficult to do. You don't have to do that anymore. You can, you can connect with people online and you can ask questions and you can do all sorts of things. So communication and the ability to network and the ability to learn has changed, I think, beyond belief. And, and, and I really urge you all to, you know, to use that functionality and, and, and to start it as soon as possible. So I'm going to talk now a little bit about why why JCB, and, and, and I'm not going to talk about JCB too much, um, but I'm going to talk about a point that Caroline made in, in the introduction, and that's really about big big business, or in my case, big industry, and, and, and why I think that's maybe an option for you. I'm certainly not saying it's the only option, and I'm certainly not saying it's the best option. But... Um, I told you that one of the reasons I was interested in JCB was because of the India factor, and that, that's absolutely true. And what I found out when I was in JCB is that this world, you know, opened up to me. And it was probably my stupidity and my naivety that, that I thought, you know, JCB, okay, they've got a business in India, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a designer, I know nothing about manufacturing. I know nothing about hydraulics or electrics or transmissions or gearboxes or engines or axles or anything like this. You know, why, why are they going to be interested in me? And when I got into JCB, I found out very quickly that, you know, no one else 
no one else wanted to go to India. In a company of, I think at the time, it was about 8,000 people. Today, it's about 14,000 people. But I guarantee you there was no one else who wanted to go to India except me, which is why I got the opportunity. So that's the first thing. The second thing was this world opened up. And I realized that, yes, it was a business that made diggers. But a business that makes diggers needs lawyers. It needs financiers. It needs logistical experts. It needs salesmen. It needs marketeers. It needs people who can train. It needs people who are good at purchasing. It needs people who are good at building brands. It needs people who are good in front of customers. It needs people who are good at managing distribution. It needs people who are prepared to go and live in parts of the world that other people aren't prepared to go to. So the point I'm making is, you know, you may think of Diageo as a, as a drinks company. I don't, I'm not really interested in drinks. I don't want to work for Diageo. Or you might think of JCB as a digger company. I'm not interested in diggers. I'm not an engineer, so I don't want to work for JCB. Um, I'm not interested in, uh, um, I'm going to think of another example now. What used to, I can't remember what it's called now, Reckitt and Coleman. You know, I'm not interested in shampoos. So I'm not going to go and work for them. And, 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 and I urge you to think about it really hard and to research it because all of these big businesses, um, they have, you know, a wealth of experience and, and, and a whole range of opportunity within them. And in a JCB capacity, I can't speak obviously for any other company because I haven't worked there, but normally it's possible to move from function to function. So, I spent time in, in JCB service, which is all about looking after the customer. <clears throat> I spent time in sales, which is all about obviously selling equipment to, to customers and also to distributors. Um, I became involved in, in marketing. I've been involved in uh, operations, so producing machines, manufacturing, assembly, you know, all these different things I've been able to experience by being in one company. Now, some of you might think, I don't want to join a big company. I want to join a small company. And that's, and that's fine. You know, that's absolutely fine for, for, for a whole host of reasons. But I wanted to, to just make the point that these big organizations, you know, they can offer you at the beginning until you really know what it is you want to do, which of those avenues, whether it be sales or marketing or purchasing or logistics or finance, until you know which path you want to go down. It's an idea maybe to get yourself into that very large kind of vertically integrated arena where you can try a number of different uh, 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 a number of different sort of vocations within the same company, if that makes sense. The next bit I want to talk about, how long have we been going? About, about 15, 20 minutes. So the next bit I thought I'd talk about is, is skills and, and how, you know, how I think and again, this is a personal opinion, um, so you may you may well disagree. In which case, please shout out. But how skill sets some have changed and some haven't changed. So I think uh, when I left Radley, um, you know, I remember someone saying to me, I think it was my father actually, uh, and he and he was brilliant at this. You know, he 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 said to me, "Doesn't really matter." That you don't know about X, Y, and Z because you know you've just finished school, you've just finished university. No, no one expects you to be an expert. 
but everyone does expect you to be you know polite and courteous and really motivated and really keen and really energetic and really enthusiastic and roll up your sleeves and get stuck in that's the message that my father gave me and actually i think it's a message that that radley taught me and 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 teaches one and i'm sure i hope i'm sure it hasn't changed at all i'm sure you're all being taught that every day but i think you know when you when you're lacking experience which you will be because you're the age you're at um that's just a fact i don't i don't mean that patronizingly I, that, that's just a fact you're at the beginning of your careers therefore you know experience is generally in short supply what you what you lack in experience you make you have to make up for in enthusiasm and attitude and just a you know get up and go attitude and certainly just nipping back to jcb briefly you know i've done a lot of recruiting in my time and 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 i've learned uh, a lot made a lot of mistakes in recruiting it's a very difficult thing to do but i was always encouraged and always taught really to to recruit on attitude more than skill set you know tom get get someone in who's really keen and enthusiastic get up and go you know we can teach them how to fix a digger or how to sell a digger or how to make a digger or how to do whatever you know we can teach them all of that but what we need is the right attitude so at the beginning of your career i i think the skill sets the really important skill sets that you've got to have in abundance to get your foot in that first opportunity is is really motivation you know really good attitude flexibility you know the answer is always yes yeah i can do that I'm, I'm i'm up for that i'll do that yeah hands on roll up your sleeves get stuck in i think some of the skill sets that have changed uh or some of the skill sets not necessarily that have changed but some of the skill sets that are that are that are becoming more and more and more important particularly right now and 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 i'm I'm in the job market again at the moment. I finished with JCB about a year ago, and I'm really enjoying kind of looking for my my next thing. I'm really excited about it. But every single person, almost without exception, is talking about technology. They're talking about digital. They're talking about diversity, and they're talking about sustainability. Now, those are big words, and um, they mean a lot of different things in a lot of different contexts, and I'm not here to try and explain them to you because because they mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But the point is, I'm I'm again I may be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty confident that those words describe, you know, a lot of the opportunities that you are going to come up against or come across. I should say. In, in, in the coming years, when you go through university and, and then you pop out the other end and, and you're suddenly you know, looking for that first job. And I think the likes of Diageo and the likes of Reckitt Coleman and the likes of uh, JCB and these big businesses, you know, they are going to be looking for people who are, as always, motivated, right attitude, get up and go, maybe language speakers, people who want to travel the world, all that stuff that hasn't changed and I don't think ever will change, but they are going to be looking for these new skill sets. You know, people who can, who can, who aren't afraid of change, people who 
can 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 help businesses with their digital strategy. You know, they can improve the customer experience, or they can they can help the cost structure of the business, or they can help the time it takes to develop a product. You know, we were talking, Elizabeth and I were talking before the meeting about the time it's taken to produce the vaccine. You know, never in the, in, in the history of mankind has it ever happened so quickly. And that's because there's focus on it and there's a lot of money behind it. But it's also because of technology and <clears throat> advancement in, 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 in science. And so, you know, your generation, people of your age group and 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 to an certain extent to a certain extent you, you know our, our generation as well you know we've got to we've got to we've got to bring that expertise to to business today however big however small doesn't matter businesses are interested in becoming more efficient more effective faster lower cost more responsive and and and, and sustainable and and far more environmentally friendly so it's all about fuel cell technology it's all about hydrogen fuel cells it's all about you know digital it's all about customer experience it's all about it's it's all about new technology I, I i feel that passionately and i it really excites me and i hope it excites you you know my my children my oldest child is 15 and my youngest is seven and 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 they're you know i don't know what they'll end up doing but but sure as hell they're like you, I'm sure that they're getting much better at, at the gaming and, and and the technology, and they're not afraid of it, and they're embracing it, and that's great because that is the future. It absolutely is the future. So, going back to my point about networking and um, maybe educating yourself online, which is something that's very possible to do now. You know, I, I would encourage you to make sure that you're you're taking every opportunity to learn, you know, anything, everything digital, uh, and, and everything to do with technology. Anything you can get your hands on, anything you can read, anyone you can meet, any lecture you can dial into, any webcast, whatever. Just just suck it up because it, 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 it it's the future, and um, I'm sure it's the way the world is is going. So at that point. Uh, I'll, I'll just once again take a take a breather, if that's okay, and and and, and invite any questions or, or comments. Thank you, Tom. That was absolutely fascinating. Ben asks, "Isn't risk of a big business that politics rule?" Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think that's a really interesting comment, and I think it's a common it's a common uh, characteristic of a of a big business. Um, fortunately, from personal experience, I've been employed by a big business, but I've always been in a relatively small uh, part of that business. So, uh, you know, Brazil, Singapore, China, uh, and Iron Planet, when I left um, JCB for a while, those were all relatively small businesses. So I, I've, I've never been someone who who's really experienced politics of a really big company but but it does exist and it is you know it, it is it is definitely a challenge to, to 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 navigate and some people are very good at it and some people are less good at it and i think you know it's definitely worth thinking 
you know, that, 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 that is part of the recipe, if you like. And if that's something that, you know, you definitely want to avoid, then I think it's a very, very good reason for sticking to a smaller, a smaller company. But I would, I would certainly say that at the beginning of the journey, um, you know, at a lower level in those bigger organizations, the politics is, is probably more dilute. And therefore, I, I would say that it's not maybe a reason to, 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 to turn that opportunity away purely because of politics. I think the politics probably cuts in at a, you know, at a higher level. But it's, it's, a, it's an interesting point and definitely, definitely one to consider. Tom, do you think that a, a large um, corporate is an ideal training ground for somebody who wants to start their own business at some point in the future? Uh, uh, great question. I, I think yes. I mean, I, funny enough, I, I'm looking now, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking now and I'm spreading my net pretty wide. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking about lots of different things, including, you know, could I buy a business and, 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 and run it? I'm not, I don't think, going to start a business from scratch, but I definitely feel, I definitely feel, and this may just be, it may just be JCB and the culture of JCB, but I've been brought up in a, in a business that very much, you know, it's sink or swim. So you're put into Brazil or you're put into China or you're put into Southeast Asia and you've got a lot of support back at base if you need it. But basically, you know, you're on the ground in Brazil, you don't speak Portuguese, and you, you're there to build a business. You're responsible for the PL, you're responsible for cash management, you're responsible for 40, 50, 60 people, you know, however big the business is, and 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 you've got to make it work. So, you know, you inevitably either learn to make it work and learn how to manage a business, or, or you don't, and you come home on the next flight. Um, but I think. To answer your question, it, it slightly depends on which big business you join. But I think in trying to make that decision, if, if you do join a big business or in, in looking at a big business, you want to make sure that you've got autonomy, a degree of autonomy as soon as you can so that you, you learn you know, how to manage the business and you're not just a tiny cog in a massive, a massive wheel. So I think I think the answer is yes. You know, it's taught me to be reasonably entrepreneurial and how to manage a business, but that may just be JCB. Thank you. That's that's great. Um, another question from Ben, and then one from George, which I'll follow on after that. Do you need to find a company with a formal graduate program, or doesn't that matter? I don't think it matters. Um, I, I think. If you find a company that you like, you like the product, you like the brand, you know, there's, there's got to be an interest, hasn't there? There's got to be a sort of, yeah, that, you know, I like diggers or I like tractors going to work for John Deere or I like, you know, I like drinks, I like cocktails and I want to go and work for Diageo. You've got, there's got to be a, there's got to be some degree of, of, of passion. Now, if, if the way into that business is on a graduate recruitment scheme, then the chances are, that there's a very well organized program for you for a year or two years, whatever it is, where you will be trained. You know, you will get financial experience, you'll get marketing, sales experience, production experience, whatever it is. You'll be taken through a program. And I, and I think, I think they're, they're brilliant. I think they're absolutely brilliant. I think they can be hard. I think they can be tough. You know, and I remember my, my first day at JCB, I was bolting tires on the 
three CX diggers on, you know, on a shop floor in Staffordshire wearing a pair of overalls when most of my mates were in a suit in the city, probably earning a lot more than I was. And I remember thinking on a number of occasions, what, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing here? <laughs> so it can be a bit gritty, but, but great fun and, 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 and really rewarding. And, and I think fantastic training. So I would, I would, I would look at a graduate program very seriously. However, if it's a company that you love and it, you think it can provide you what you want and it's slightly more informal, fine. You know, once you're in, you've got to, you've got to find your way around and you've got to tell people that you think you need to understand more about this, this and this and, 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 and you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're learning and make sure that they know you need to, to learn to be successful. Thanks, Tom. Now, turning to a different topic, which is the, the travel, the international side of your career. Um, you've obviously lived abroad for quite a while and you've moved to many different countries. Um, tell us a bit about that. And then also, if you could answer the question from George, which is, was it not quite hard being away for long periods of time from, from your home? Well, it's a great question. And it's one I'm really, you know, I, I'm really passionate about answering. And, and, I, and I feel really passionately about because I've been, you know, I've just been, I just can't, I still can't believe how lucky I've been. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not quite sure I deserve the luck I've had. But, but anyway, that's that's another question. I cannot recommend living and working abroad more. There, there is there is not a bigger fan of it anywhere in the world. I defy you to find anyone who can who can wax lyrical. I'll bore you to tears. I'll send you all to sleep about the advantages of living and working abroad. It's just the most fantastic thing. And and the reason I was able to do it was because. I was lucky my parents lived abroad all my life and therefore living abroad for me was not uh, a sort of big deal. I'd done it before, albeit with my parents. Um, when I got married, I was incredibly lucky because I married someone who'd also done it all her childhood. Um, so when I got married, uh, when we were living in Brazil, you know, Kirsty, uh, fortunately for me, you know, thank God, otherwise... Otherwise, it might have gone very differently. But, you know, she was ex as excited about going to China and about going to Singapore as, as I was, if not more excited. So so that's that's, you know, as and when you get married, uh, you know, that that's an important factor in it. But I cannot I cannot emphasize enough. If you get the opportunity to go and work abroad, take it. Don't think about it because it, it, you just get the most amazing experience, whether it's living in another land, living in another culture, learning another language. You know, one of the things I haven't mentioned that I meant to mention um, when talking about skill sets is, and this is something I'm telling my own children, you know, I, 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 think, I think the workplace is going to become ever more competitive, you know, irrespective of which school you've been to, irrespective of how you speak, irrespective of who your father is, irrespective of what grades you've got, what university you've gone to, I think the workplace is going to get more and more and more diverse and more and more and more competitive. And I think the diversity is, is, is really important because, you know, we've all got to learn to work in multicultural, multilingual, multi-everything environments and it's difficult it's really really difficult and you know setting up a business in china 
and trying to keep shareholders in the UK happy at the rate of progress. When you can't speak the local language, you're dependent on a translator. You know, 40%, 50% of what's translated is probably wrong. It's painful. It's challenging. It's unbelievably difficult. It's unbelievably frustrating, but it is just the most exciting thing in the world. It's just brilliant. Anyone can work in the UK. Easy. Anyone get on the train, get in the car, go to work. So what? Everyone does it. Millions of people do it. If you get a chance to do something different, go and do it. And it's, I can't recommend it more. Thanks, Tom. You're making me want to, uh, to leave my job. Thank you. <laughs> you. Another question here. You mentioned that hard skills are not critical, but attitude is everything in terms of opening doors to join a big company. Reflecting back on your time in C-Social at Radley, are there any attributes that you developed as a consequence of this? I think you've touched on this already, but anything else or perhaps gave you an advantage in terms of being or at least appearing keen and adaptable? So, so I think the hard, the hard skills, but by hard skills, we're talking, just so we check my understanding, we're talking academics, basically. I think they're really important, obviously. You know, the grades you get, the grades you get at A level will dictate whether you get to university or not. You know that the level of degree you get is is important. So you know don't 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 misunderstand. It, 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 it is important, but 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 attitude and get up and go is is really important in my view. And and going back to your question about me and C social, I think I think the attitude and the enthusiasm and the passion and all of that was more important for me because I wasn't particularly academic. You know, I was never, I was a kind of, I was a BC man at best. You know, I never got an A in my life. I got an A in GCSE, I think, geography, because I could draw pretty maps and colour them in well with Dave Fielding. But um, I didn't get, I didn't get an A. I, I got Bs and Cs. So I was very, you know, middle of the road. Uh, I was never going to, never going to, knock someone off their chair because of what I knew academically but 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 I had to make up for that because you know I was up against and you are all going to be up against the best you know you're going to be up against the eight the triple a stars and the you know first class honors degree from Oxford all of that lot you know the absolute whiz kids who are brilliant absolutely brilliant you're going to be up against them and and I think personal view again you know my way Maybe the wrong way, I don't know. But my way of getting getting in front of them, getting my nose in front of them, was by being, you know, really enthusiastic and hand up. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Anyone want to go to Brazil, start a bit? Yeah, I want to go. I'm up, I'm up for it. Just take every opportunity you can. And and as I said earlier, going back to your question, I think you know I, I put that down to my upbringing, uh, family upbringing, but I also put that down to to Radley. I think I learned a lot of that at Radley. I was given so many opportunities at Radley and I had such a happy time at Radley. I loved it and, and, and I was encouraged to take every opportunity and it's too easy to say no. So I hope that, I hope that answers your question. Thank you. Um, now, not to, to bring the tone down at all, but I'm curious to know your thoughts on the impact of COVID-19 generally on the way people work in the short term and the long term, in your view? Oh, God, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I feel, before I say anything about COVID, I, you know, I feel so sorry for, for, for everyone and anyone who 
has lost someone or has been affected in a negative way by COVID, you know, my, my feelings, obviously, hearts go out to them. However, back to the question, I, 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 I think it's, I think, you know, there are so many positives and um, I'm generally a glass half full kind of guy, um, eternal optimist. But I think the pandemic has 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 uh, fast tracked um, a number of global, critical global projects by ten years, five ten years, maybe more. I don't know whether it's whether it's scientific discovery, whether it's electrification of of, of automobiles, whether it's um, government investment in infrastructure to build HS two, you know, whatever it is or whether it's the use of technology, whether it's working from home, which has given people a lot of challenges, actually. It's given, it's presented a lot of challenges, particularly, I think, young people who aren't married, you know, who are living in small apartments in London. I think for those, for those, for that sector, it's been incredibly challenging. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it's been very positive. And I think it gives people a better work-life balance. It can do. Um, I think it forces bosses to be more trustworthy of people. Um, but I think it also tests people because you, you've got to embrace that trust. And, and you can either turn, you know, you can turn your your video off and, and not listen in the meeting and, and, and do nothing, kick back in your pajamas and, and sort of enjoy your day. Or you can or you can be self-motivated and 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 benefit from being at home um, and being around your family whilst working. So I really hope a lot of what has happened uh, and a lot of what has changed in the last year, I hope, I really pray that a lot of it sticks. You know, I'm a great believer in getting people together, particularly in a work environment. Um, I like to get teams around a table and, and chew the fat and discuss the problem and figure out how we're going to fix it together. So I hope that doesn't go away. But I don't think people need to be in an office five days a week. Um, and, and I think that's going to have a dramatic, a dramatic impact on 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 work life balance, business life balance going forward. So, you know, use of technology, um, digitalization, electrification, all of those things, I think, have been fast tracked a number of years because of the pandemic. And I think that's really, really positive. And I think the biggest single thing is the environment. You know, we haven't traveled as much. We haven't burned as much fuel. Um, we haven't been on planes as much, on trains as much, and I hope a bit of that comes back when we go on holiday, stuff like that. But, but needless, and, and I'm guilty of it. I'm more guilty of it than, than probably anyone. You know, not needless, but I thought it was always really necessary to be face to face. And I think with a new client, it probably is. But for a client you know very well, you've done business with for many years, you can talk like this. Thanks very much. Save, save the carbon, save the money, and be at home in your own bed. Thank you. So you're obviously thinking about your future and what's next for you in your career. What, some advice for these boys who are going to be um, potentially, um, you know, leaving Radley and going into these large corporates. What sort of industries are you looking at right now that you think are going to succeed in the short to long term? I'm I'm really interested in 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 um, staying in a sort of in excuse me in a sort of industrial sector because that's my you know that's that's what I do, really. That's my comfort zone, if, it, if that's the right way of putting it. But I really, I really am looking to 
get myself into a business that has got significant opportunity of growing internationally so I can use all my experience of, of, of living overseas. And with my Iron Planet experience, which is sort of five, six years setting up a technology business, um, I, I, you know, I'm excited about embracing technology, whatever business I end up in. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm passionate about finding a better way of doing what that business does today. You know, either generating a, a smaller carbon footprint or, or doing it quicker or giving the customer a better experience or, or, or you know, whatever it may be of how, how can technology be used to, to improve the business, to improve the experience, to pr- improve the overall profitability and, 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 and business as a whole. That's, that's what I'm excited about. And, and, I, and I, think, I think a lot of businesses are, are looking at that right now. So I've just got to, I've just got to find the right one. And um, out of interest, have you used the Bradley Network yourself to get advice and to move careers in the past? And are you doing that now? Um, I haven't. I haven't myself used the network, but I was contacted uh, in May. I think May last year or April last year, May last year, by an old Radleyan who, with his brother, is setting up a, a business at the moment, and they very kindly asked me whether I'd be interested in helping them, um, you know, and, 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 and I jumped in it. And um, I'm really, really glad that I did because um, firstly, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Secondly, they're two fantastically nice guys who are very committed and very focused on what they're doing. And I think are gonna, I think they're going to grow a really successful business. They're absolutely... 100% committed and they're in it and, and, and they're loving it and they're doing jolly well and they're profitable and they're growing and it's exciting and it's technology and it's solving a problem. You know, Benedict, the older brother, who wasn't a Radley and actually he, he, he left Oxford with a first class degree and he was writing, spending three or four hours applying to a job to a big company and didn't even get a response. So he he saw a problem. He saw a you know a problem in the market of these big companies who want the best graduate recruits, and 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 he found a problem. So he's fixing that problem, and he's built an online platform. They've got a database of over twenty thousand graduates now, and they're linking those graduates with businesses and and earning money on the back of it. And it's just you know I don't know how much value I'm adding. I help out sort of as and where I can, but it's 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 very nice to be doing something and give, trying to give something back firstly um but back to your point i think the radley network is full of you know incredibly interesting people doing a broad variety of things and i'm absolutely certain that people i'm certainly finding at the moment people are unbelievably generous with their time um and free advice you know it's all out there but back to my point on attitude, you've got to you've got to get out there and find it and ask for it, and and and, and it's 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 there. You've just got to get out there and, and ask for it. All the answers are there. not all the answers, but all the help you need is there in the Radley network and beyond. So I'd I'd, I'd really use it as much as you can. Thank you. Um, really good point. Um, so. Uh... Just two more questions for me, please. Anyone else, if you have any questions to ask, do put them on the chat or just raise your hand virtually. 
a bit of a soulful question here, Tom. If you had your time again at Radley, what would you do differently? Oh, that's a really good question. I think um, I would have. I think I think I wish I started thinking about it all a bit earlier in terms of career. I'm talking about. I think I was. Um, I think like everyone at Radley, it's difficult not to be at Radley. You know, we're all pretty focused on 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 what we were doing, and we were all kept pretty busy. And 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 maybe there's an argument that you know you're there to do what you're doing, and you're not necessarily there until the latter stages of your Radley career to start thinking about your career because you're too busy learning and having fun and all and doing everything else you're doing. But I think um, I think I think. Uh, yeah, I think if I did it again, I would have, I would have started thinking about it a bit earlier, and 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 probably tried to explore and talk and network a bit more. Um, I'm, I'm not sure whether that's a really a, a realistic answer uh, because it, it's difficult to do when you're so busy doing what you're doing at school. But I think I might have tried if I had my time again. I, I may have tried that, done it, done it slightly differently. Yeah, and I liked your points earlier about finding something that you really, really enjoy and pursuing that passion and working that out early. So I think, um, yeah, no, absolutely. This is just yeah. a, a pure question of interest for me. What is it about Brazil that you loved so much and you urged oh. us all to go there? <laughs> oh my God, Brazil! Brazil! Brazil's amazing. Brazil is is just one of the most fabulous countries in in the world. I love it. Um, amazing people. Um, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing country, countryside, fabulous coastline, um, amazing climate, wonderful food. Um, we skied in Chile, Valley Nevado. We fished in Argentina. We, we saw leopards in the Pantanal, um, um, you know, rode horses, um, long weekends in Rio on Copacabana Beach. Um, great great work ethic people work hard it's not it's not a kind of you know people think the brazilians are very laid back and and and, and they and they are but they work bloody hard they really really work hard but they play hard and um i i just had a very 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 happy time there it, it, it's it's one of those places you know I, I i remember i got a call in india this is a true story i got a call in india in November, I'd been in India for two and a half years, and it was a it was a guy, and, and I, I want to make a point actually. He was a mentor of mine. I was talk about I was going to talk about mentors, but I haven't. A guy called Jim Edwards, and and he rang me, and he and he and he, and he said um, he always used to call me Buddy. All right, Buddy. He rang me. And he said, um, you know, we want to start a business in South America. We think we think Brazil, but we're not we're not too sure. He said, I've just had a meeting. In, in, in the theatre in, in Staffordshire at headquarters with the top 50 managers in the business. And I've asked for a volunteer to go and run and set up the business in Brazil and not one person has stepped forward. So do you want to do it? So I said, when do you want me to? And he said, I'll meet you in Rio in two weeks. And we met in Rio in, in two weeks later. And I said to him, I said, are you, are you absolutely serious? Not one single person volunteered. And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, well, it's a mixture of things. But most people, a lot of people have been onto the internet and they've Googled Sao Paulo and it comes up as the fourth 
you know, the fourth most dangerous city in the world, which it probably is. And the first word I learned in Portuguese is blindado, which means bulletproof. And 40% of the cars in Sao Paulo are, are bulletproof. And no one wanted to go. And I went there and I had three years there and I never had a problem. I never had a single security problem. And there are parts of Sao Paulo, favelas in the northern side of Sao Paulo, which are incredibly dangerous. And you just don't go near that. You don't go anywhere near it. But of course, the rest of Sao Paulo is one of the most exciting cities in the world. It's absolutely the most breathtaking place. I mean, I've never had more fun in my life. So, you know, just be careful what you read because you can do yourself out of a fantastic opportunity by by believing the headlines, which often aren't true. Thank you, Tom. I think I'm going to Brazil. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much. That was really informative, a great insight into working for a global brand and, and some really broad general career advice for those starting out. So thanks so much for that. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day as well to talk to us. So um, we're very, very grateful. Now, before we all go, I just want to briefly tell you about the next two careers events that we're hosting. On Friday, we've got Jamie Campbell, producer of popular Netflix series Ed Sex Education, and he's going to talk about a TV, a career in TV production. And then this will be neatly followed up on Monday by a talk from Henry Hereford, who's an actor and producer, who will talk about his career path and show you that there is no one way. There are many strings you can add to your bow which can complement your acting career. So thank you, everyone, for attending this event. We look forward to seeing you at some of our future talks. Thank you very much. And thank you, Tom. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Check our channels for the latest news and events from the Radley and Society.